0: And so now I'd like to thank you again for joining us for a message from the pulpit of Hatchbend Apostolic Church.
1: Thankful for this opportunity to be in the house. appreciate what the Lord's doing and the like I appreciate a God that's still on the throne. Amen. Amen. Uh, For just a few moments, I'd I'd like to talk to you about greatly to be praised. Brother Everett uh, taught us about living out God's word. Brother Rayleigh talked about the refuge of the secret place. And tonight, for just a few moments, I'd like to talk to you about greatly to be praised. Psalms 101 through 5 reads like this. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know ye that the Lord, he is God, and it is he that hath made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Verse 4 says, Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful, the church say, "be Be thankful unto him and bless his name. For the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting, and his truth endureth to all generations. Join me in prayer. Precious Jesus, Lord, we do love you. We do. Love, we do, love, we do love, thank you. Truly, you are the great I am, God, and I just love you and I just praise you and I just thank you. Thank you for waking me up this morning, clothed in a right mind, God, a mind. I want to serve you. God, we what we build in this house. And God, yes, we ask you to touch hearts and souls and minds. God, you said your word would return to you boy. it. would accomplish what you please. God, we send forth your word outside these four walls, touch hearts and souls and minds. And the church said amen, and you can be seated in Jesus' name. Amen. Greatly to be praised. Amen. And I'm confident that if I was to pass around Brother Kenny, the microphone, I think we'd all have something to thank the Lord for. Amen. If you're like me and you look back, uh, Sister Donna, from where the Lord's brought you from and where God's ahead in taking you, only God could do such things as as we've seen in our life. And Sister Joy, I am truly excited, amen, to get an opportunity to praise his wonderful name, amen, because nobody has ever done me like Jesus has done me can I tell you sister Carolyn he's been better to me than I've ever been to him amen God is faithful and and he'll do brother Allen what he said he'll do amen he said he went away to prepare a place for us and can I tell you he is brother Jack he's done just that amen aren't you thankful he said in his book he said that he would have us to have life and have that life more abundantly, amen. Brother Kevin, aren't you thankful for an abundant life, amen? God just don't give us just enough, Sister Michelle, to get by. God gives us an abundant life, amen. Aren't you thankful for that, amen? Aren't you thankful for every promise in the book, Brother Everett? Aren't you thankful for whatever you have need of? God's got the answer. Aren't you thankful for that? I thought about it before I talk about David. I'd like to take a quick detour for just a few moments and take you to Genesis 22 and one through five. And this is the first time that the word worship, Brother Wayne, is mentioned in the Bible. The first time the word worship is mentioned in the Bible, and we all know the story about the Lord told. And we'll just start in uh, Genesis 22, one through five, and it's. It, And it came to pass after these things that God did tempt Abraham. Sister Kathy, that's what the word says. And said unto him, Abraham. And he said, Behold, here I am. And he said, Take now thy son, church, say thy only son, (laughs) Isaac, whom thou lovest, and get thee into the land of Moriah, and offer him there for a burnt offering upon one of the mountains, which I will tell thee of. And verse 3 is very perplexing to me, Brother Larry. It says, And Abraham rose up early. Brother Rayleigh, I was thinking about that coming over here. Honey was driving, and I was thinking about if that was me, Brother Jerry, I might have hit the snooze button and just said, Lord, I just don't want to face this thing. Can I remind you that you know the Lord had promised Abraham a son, a seed, that that would be like the stars in the skies that you couldn't number and like the sands of the seas that you couldn't number, Sister Melinda. And this didn't come a a past but for 25 years at 100 years old, Brother Kevin. He got this child called Isaac, and some folks say that they thought maybe Isaac might have been 25 to 35 Brother Danny, that when the Lord told Abraham to do this, don't you know that, Sister Amanda, it just must have broke Abraham's heart? Something, Sister Donna, that he had waited for and prayed and was excited about for such a long, long time. And the Bible said that God did tempt Abraham. Sister Amy, there's a lot of places here in this scripture that you can see where Abraham, in my eyes, would be justified to take the off ramp. And just say, Lord, I'll just come back to this. We'll talk about this later. But Brother Donnie, the Bible don't say Abraham done that. The Bible said that Abraham rose up early in the morning and saddled his ass and took two of his young men with him and Isaac, his son, and clave the wood for the burnt offering and rose up and went unto the place of which God had told him. Then on the third day, Abraham lifted up his eyes and saw the place afar off. And Abraham said unto his young men, he said, Abide ye here with the ass, and I and the lad will go yonder, help me church, worship. Can I tell you, he's greatly to be praised. Brother Tim, he said, you stay here, me and the lad will go yonder and worship. But that ain't the best part. Brother, how he said in come again to you. Can I tell you, Sister Boyd, sometimes God's gonna want us to put him first in our lives. He's gonna ask us that maybe we've got something that we love to Sister Amy to put it to the side. And, and that's all he was because we we all know the story we're going to get to that in just a few minutes but I'm just thinking about how Abraham had wanted this child for so long brother Mike right. yeah. and, the, and then he goes to tell his helpers brother Kenny he said we got to go yonder and worship right. can I tell you sister Carolyn sometimes when you worship God it costs you something right. have you ever been to church and and you just wanted to just sit through and and get your time in on the clock and punch a card and go on to the house. But Sister Susan, can I tell you, if we'll just make a sacrifice, if we'll just stick our hands up in the air, if we'll just lift our voice, maybe we'll just move our feet. Maybe we'll get out of where we're sitting at, Brother Mike, and just say, I think I just want to get out in the aisles. I want to worship. I want to sacrifice. I want to get my mind in accord and in line with what Jesus is moving. Amen. I don't know about y'all, but, but when I, Sister Jane, when I feel the Spirit moving, I just can't sit still. Sister Susan I just got to do something I just got to get up amen I got to move amen and it don't have to just be brother Larry it don't have to be just in song and worship can I tell you it can be in the preaching of the word of God Uh, have you heard the man or woman of God preaching and just stir something inside of you brother child and you just want to say amen make you want to stand to your feet and stick your hand in the air and say amen preach on preacher preach on you know, I thought about the other morning I was having a bad day. It don't happen very often, most every day. But anyway, we won't get into that. But the Lord brought this scripture to my mind in Isaiah 26 and 3. He says, Thou will keep him in perfect peace. say perfect peace. Perfect. Now, how do we get there, Brother Wayne? Whose mind is stayed on thee because he trusteth in thee. Right. Brother Larry, I felt like the Lord told me if I'd get my mind on him, right get my mind off what I was thinking about, what I was worrying about, what I was mulling over while I was putting tuna in the bowl and and getting my lunch and my supper ready to go. Felt like the Lord just told me, get my mind on him and then I could have some perfect peace because I'm going to put my trust in thee. Can I back up just a minute and tell you that's the only way, Pastor, that Abraham was willing to make that sacrifice. Because he had, and we're going to get to that in just a few minutes, he had perfect peace in the God that he served. Come on now. We're fixing to read that in Hebrew. He had to have perfect peace, Brother Kenny, to do what he done. Because he had the wood. Come on. He had the knife. The Bible said he had the fire. And this Isaac said, but Father, where's the sacrifice? And he said, the Lord will provide a lamb. Come on now, church. By the way, he had that much confidence. If I can say it this way, he had that much peace in the God that he served. Church, can I tell you, you can put all the confidence you want in God, Brother Darrell, and he'll never let you down. You might put your confidence in little Wayne and he'll possibly, Brother Orlando, let you down. But can I tell you, if you'll put your faith, your trust, your confidence Melinda, in Jesus, he'll never let you down. Can I tell you that, that Abraham was not a superhuman? Sister Sherry, he was a man. The Bible said, now I, I know I'm talking about Elijah here, but James said Elijah was a man subject to like passion as we are. He, Brother Kenny's saying he was just like us, but he said that he prayed and it did not rain for three and a half years. Yeah. So to Michelle, he wasn't somebody superhuman. He just served a superhuman God. Right. Amen. And Hebrews 11 17 and 19 says, by faith, Abraham, when he was tried, offered up Isaac and he that had received the promise offered up his only begotten son of whom it is said that in Isaac shall thy seed be called. In verse 19, he said, "Accounting. Are you accounting that God is able to raise him up even from the dead from whence also he received him in a figure? Sister Amy, I wonder if there might be some things in mind in your life that we felt like God is not delivered yet, that the devil said, you might as well just forget about that. You might as well just let it float on down the river because it just ain't going to happen, Brother Jerry. But can I tell you one of my favorite scriptures of all time, Sister Peggy, is that Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Aren't you thankful for a God that there's no variableness or shadow of turning in him? Aren't you thankful he's still the same, Brother Jerry? The same God that Abraham served back there, Brother Reddy, is the same God you and I serve today. Can I tell you, we've got a lot to be grateful for. We've got a lot, Brother Allen, to greatly praise the Lord for. The devil is a liar and a father of all lies. Just think about it, church. This is not even the best part yet. Amen. This ain't even the best part. Aren't you thankful for the Holy Ghost? God's spirit dwells inside of us to lead us and guide us into all truth. Man, I'm thankful for the Holy Ghost alarm that goes off in my soul, Sister Melinda, when I get out of line. And God corrects me through whether it's a word or whether it's through his spoken word or whether it's his word that I read. He, Abraham said, accounting that God was able to raise him up, even from the dead, from whence he is also received him in a figure. So we're going to catch up and drop down to verse 12 of Genesis 22, and we understand and read that we know that that Abraham is now on the downstroke. So, Mia, to, to 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 sacrifice his son, he didn't set him to the side and take a 15-minute break and say, let's talk about it, Brother Wayne. He tied him up on the altar. And was in the process, and verse 12 said, And he said, Lay not thy hand upon the lad, neither do thy anything unto him. For now, church, say, For now, I know that thy fearest God, seeing thou hast not withheld thy son, thy only son from me. Sister Don, I wonder sometimes that we withhold our praise from God. As great a God as we serve, Brother Everett, have you ever thought about, I don't know about y'all, and we don't get a lot of people calling us in the middle of the night, but you know, somebody calls you in the middle of the night, sometimes it can just mess up your whole day, but the Lord don't mind, Brother Jerry. Whenever you talk to him, God don't mind. God wants me and you, Sister Amanda, to talk. He said, come boldly before the throne of God. Brother Danny, he wants us to talk to him. He wants us to have conversation with him. Aren't you thankful? Aren't you thankful, Sister Carolyn, for a God that's got an open line of communication for me and you? Aren't you thankful that God's provided a wonderful tabernacle like this that we can come to church? Amen. It may be raining outside. It may be hot outside. It may be cold outside, Brother Larry, but God makes it nice for us to be inside. Sister Amy, we've got a lot to be thankful for. Yes, sir. Yes. Aren't you thankful that God gave you a nice bed to sleep in and a nice house to be in? Amen. Oh, Brother Jerry, just so much to be thankful for. Yes, so now we're going to move into talking about David. And, and I'd like to remind you what Acts 13, 21 and 22 said. And said, afterwards they desired a king, talking about the children of Israel, and God gave unto them Saul, the son of Sis, a man of the tribe of Benjamin, by the space of 40 years. And when he had removed him, he raised up unto them David to be their king, to whom also he gave their testimony and said, I have found David, the son of Jesse, a man after my own heart. Sister Lana he said, I have found me a man after my own heart, which shall fulfill all my will. And if you, and I know you're all Bible scholars and you've read and we understand, Pastor, that David was not a perfect man. Right. But Brother Kevin has said he was still a man after God's own heart. Yeah. Aren't you thankful, Brother Larry, if we make a mistake, we just got to find a place of repentance. Right. Yeah. We just got to ask Jesus to forgive us, honey, and God is a just God and he'll forgive us. Yeah. Aren't you thankful that David made some mistakes, Brother Allen, but he had a repentive heart. He loved the Lord, and, and he worshiped the Lord, and he, he was just faithful to God. But Brother Kenny, he made mistakes like maybe you and I might make. But he found his way, Sister Michelle, back to an altar. Can I tell you, Brother Jerry, if you and I make mistakes, most importantly, we need to find ourselves back to an altar. And praise him and thank him for being a merciful God. Thank him, Brother Tim, for waking us up clothed in a right mind, a mind to want to serve him. Uh, they said that some said that maybe David was 15 years old when Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him. But, but do you remember that he didn't become king till he was 30 years old, Brother Kenny? 15 years, Brother Larry, he was in waiting. But he wasn't just not doing anything. His daddy told him to, to mind the sheep and to watch out for the sheep. And sister Kathy, that's what he done. And then we all know the story about how little David, Sister Susan, killed a big giant. How that he would come out and intimidate the children of Israel, Brother Wayne. And he wanted a man to fight and they all would run and hide in a cave. Even the king. David went, there's daddy sent him there, pastor, to, to check on his brethren, sent him with some wine, some cheese, and some bread. And somebody in the crowd told David, they said, now you know, if somebody kills this, this giant called Goliath, said the king will enrich him with great riches, give him his daughter, and his father's house will be free in Israel. And Sister Donna, the Bible said that David said, could you tell me that one more time? Right. He just couldn't wrap his mind around while they was all hiding about this big giant. Right. And then if you killed this, this uncircumcised Philistine, you was going to get, the king was going to enrich you with great riches. Give him his daughter and his father's house will be free in Israel. And we all know the story, Sister Kathy, that David did that by the grace of God. He did just that. So we know that the fame of David grew, Brother Larry. And and in 1 Samuel 18 and 5 through 9 says this amazing passage of scripture. And it says, When David went out whithersoever, Saul sent him, and he behaved himself wisely because David had got invited to be part of the, the army of Saul. And he worked his way up, Brother Kenny, up to to being over men in in the army of Saul. He also, when when the Lord allowed an evil spirit to come upon Saul, and when this spirit rose up, Sister Jenna, he would call for David to play the harp, and that spirit would lay down, Sister Joy. Well, everywhere David went, Sister Boyd, he, he was very recognizable. Everybody knew this was the man that killed the giant think about that church but the Bible said that he behaved himself wisely brother Chris he didn't walk around with a badge on his shirt to remind everybody that he'd killed the giant he was the giant killer amen said you know you know all you grown men was hiding but it was me but the Bible said he behaved himself wisely and so said himself over the men of war, and he was accepted in the sight of all people and also in the sight of Saul's servants. And verse 6 said, It came to pass as they came when David was returned from the slaughter of the Philistines that the women came out of all the cities of Israel singing and dancing to meet the king Saul with timbres, with joy, and with singing with instruments of music. This was the top hit of that time. All the women were singing it and said all the women answered one another as they played and said Saul has slain his thousands and David his ten thousands, Brother Wayne. And the Bible said Saul was very wroth and the saying displeased him and he said they have ascribed unto David ten thousands and to me they have ascribed but thousands. Sound like King Saul got his feelings hurt. Let me, just, let me just stop here real quick. Hebrews 12 and 15, the bottom part of that verse says, Lest any root of bitterness spring up trouble you and thereby many be defiled, Brother Kevin. Can I tell you there was a root springing up in King Saul's heart. See, Brother Kenny, he, he couldn't have just said, you know what, God allowed this man to kill this giant and let that be and just go on but he, he started saying you know what what can we have more but what can he have more but the kingdom just clearly he was concerned about his kingdom because right. verse 9 said and saw I David from that day forward he said now all you folks are singing about all that Saul's killed but Now you're really singing, Brother Mike, about all that David has killed. I've killed my thousands, but this young lad, y'all saying he killed his 10,000, Brother Chava. Now the king's let a little root of bitterness get started in his heart. He's looking around with a jealousy spirit, some bitterness, Brother Hal, and he's saying what is left but for him to get the kingdom. Ain't that just the way the devil operates, church? He just drop a little something in your spirit. Drop it in your mind. Maybe, Brother Kenny, really, you just hear a parcel of a conversation and the devil tells you, now, you know that was all about you. Amen. Amen. And and that's what was happening with Saul. He said, all this, there's making a big to-do, Sister Susan, about this guy, David, and it won't be long. So he set out, Pastor, to kill this young man and kill the giant. So David's on the run now and he finds himself in a place called the Cave of Abdullam. The Bible said, it's kind of like some of these folks that probably Brother Wayne would get to join up with him. It said, David's family and 400 men that are in distress, in debt, and discontent. Brother Wayne, can I tell you, if you start in a Fortune 500, these probably ain't the 400 people you want to start with. Amen? But here's the thing, not only has David got to be concerned, Pastor, about his own life, now he's got his family, and now he's got 400 other people to worry about. There's just pressure on the man called David, the man that killed the giant, all because Brother Darrell the king let a root of bitterness spring up in his heart. First 20, Samuel 22, 1 through 2 reads like this. And it says, And David therefore departed thence and escaped to the cave of Dullam. And when his brethren and all his father's house heard it, they went down thither to him. And everyone that was in distress and everyone that was in debt, everyone that was discontent, gathered themselves unto him. And he became a captain over them. And there was with them about 400 men. But can I tell you, that if you read in Second Samuel, not tonight maybe, right now, but sometime read over in Second Samuel 23, and some of these men that was in distress and in debt and discontented, Pastor, God used these folks to do miraculous miracles. Right. They was killing machines, Brother Everett. Yeah. Can I tell you the point that they got to with Sister Amy, they was just in distress, they was in debt, right. and they was discontented. The Hebrew word for discontinued, I mean, discontented is a bitter of soul. But can I tell you, Jesus can take nothing and make something out of it. Aren't you thankful for that? Aren't you thankful that if you read over in 2 Samuel 23 and also over in 2 Chronicles chapter 12, it talks about these mighty feats, Sister Joy, that these men done because of the mighty hand of God was working in their life. But while David was in this cave with all this pressure on him, he done what we should all do, Sister Amy. He cried out unto the Lord. Psalms 142, and if you don't mind, I'd like to just read you. It ain't but seven verses. David said, I cried unto the Lord with my voice, and with my voice, Brother Danny, unto the Lord did I make my supplication. Brother Wayne, what an encouraging word. He said he didn't get on Facebook said he didn't get the Gainesville Sun. So he didn't read a magazine about this or that. He said, I cried unto the Lord with my voice and with my voice unto the Lord did I make my supplication. Verse two said, I poured out my complaint. Oh, he, he didn't run to the next door neighbors. It didn't say he went to his family or the 400 men that he had, Sister Kathy. He said, I poured out my complaint before him, before God. I showed before him my trouble when my spirit was overwhelmed within me, then thou knewest my path. In the way wherein I walked, have thou privately laid a snare for me. He said, I looked on my right hand and beheld, but there was no man that would know me. Refuge failed me, and no man cared for my soul. Brother Everett, have you ever found yourself in a spot like that? Right. But what amazes me, he said he just cried unto the Lord with my voice. And I did make my supplication. What a pattern for you and I to follow the church. In verse 5 said, I cried unto the Lord and said, Thou art my refuge and my portion and in the land of the living. Attend unto my cry for I am brought very low. Deliver me from my persecutors for they are stronger than I. Bring my soul out of prison that I may praise thy name. The righteous shall compass me about for thou shalt deal bountifully with me. But let's don't stop there. David wrote another Psalm in 34, and I just picked out four little scriptures. Verse 7 in Psalms 34 says, The angels of the Lord encampeth round about them that fear him and delivereth them. Church, say amen. amen. Verse 15 says, The eyes of the Lord upon the righteous, and his ears are open unto their cry. Aren't you thankful for that? Verse 17 said, The righteous cry unto the Lord and the Lord hear. I'm sorry, the righteous cry and the Lord heareth and delivereth them out of church, say all. all. Aren't you thankful for that promise? Out of all their troubles. And verse 19 said, Many are the afflictions of the righteous. But he didn't stop there, Sister Boyd. He said, But the Lord delivereth him out of them all. Brother, how can I remind you in Numbers 23 and 19 which should be great comfort for you and I. It says, God is not a man that he should lie, neither the son of man that he should repent. Hath he said it, shall he not do it? What a promise. What a promise, Brother Kevin. Or hath he spoken it, and shall he not make it good? Aren't you thankful for a God that's still on the throne? Aren't you thankful for a God that's the same yesterday, today, and forever? Aren't you thankful for a God that you serve the same God, Brother Orlando, that this man David served? When he was in trouble, Brother Rayleigh, he just poured his complaint out to God. Because can I tell you, there's going to come a time in mind in your life that man can only take me and you just so far, Brother Allen but we serve a God that can take you all the way to eternity. Amen. Aren't you thankful for that? As much as I love Brother Boyd and Sister Boyd, and they've been very kind to our family over the years, can I tell you, Sister Joy, if they're busy and you can't call and talk to them, you can just call Jesus. Brother Chris, what a promise. What a a wonderful blessing that is. Because you know, some folks believe that they got to go make confession to somebody and somebody make a, you know what I'm saying, Brother Donnie. But Sister Michelle, we don't have that. We can just go to Jesus. Aren't you thankful for that open door? And in the business world, we call that an open door policy. Amen. Amen. Where I come from, if I had a complaint against Brother Kenny, I could just walk in the manager's office unless he shut the door. But I mean, I could walk right in there and just complain all I wanted on Brother Kenny. Amen. Sister Melinda, we ought to get excited that God's got an open door policy for me and you. Let me tell you real quickly, and I got to hurry to a close, what Charles Spurgeon said about David. He said, had David prayed as much in his palace as he did in his cave, he might never have fallen into the acts which brought such misery upon his later days. And he also said David was to be king over all Israel. What was the way to Jerusalem for David? What was the way to the throne? Well, it was around by the cave of Dulium. See, sometimes, brother, how God's got to take us through the thicket so our thick mind can understand that we need him. Somebody said one time, if God be for us, who can be against us? If the musicians are come. I'm getting ready to close. i gonna tell you real quickly. I'm talking about greatly to be praised. We all know the story about the ark and how that it was at Obed Edom House and it was there for three months and Brother David had heard about how his house had been blessed and Brother Larry, he said, we got to go get the ark. We got to go get the ark. So this just amazes me and I'm, I might be off a little bit on my miles so just forgive me. But the Bible says that every six steps, Brother Jerry, that David offered a bull and a fatted calf to the Lord. And if you'll just be with me for just a moment, If Obed Edom's house was six miles from Jerusalem, that would have been 12,000 steps stopping, Brother Kenny, at every six steps to offer a sacrifice. would mean 2,000 times they stopped, Sister Amy. Six steps, Sister Susan, and they stopped. And they offered a sacrifice. Brother Darrell, I just wonder if God told me and you and when we go to Gainesville the, every mile to stop and get out of our car and run around it with our hands stuck up in the air and thanking him, would we do that? For Brother Jake, the, David loved the Lord so much. He was so glad to have the present, the Ark of the Covenant coming back to Jerusalem. The way he wanted to show, him, show God his gratitude, Brother Mike. See, can I tell you, church, I believe that it's real easy in the life that we have because God's been so good to us to just take God for granted and just think, you know, the church is always going to be here. This brother, this sister is always going to be here. But can I tell you, church, we need, to, we, we need to worship Him. He said today's the day of salvation and now is the accepted time. The Bible said in 2 Samuel 6, 12 through 16, and you can stand. And it was told King David saying the Lord hath blessed the house of Obed-Edom and all that pertaineth unto him because of the ark of God. So David went and brought up the ark of God from the house of Obed-Edom into the city of David with gladness. And it was so that when they had bare the ark of the Lord had gone six paces, he sacrificed ox and battles. And David danced before the Lord and the church said with all his might. Might I just pause right here to just ask you, when's the last time you and I, before the Lord, with all our might? And David was girded with linen ephod. So did David and all the house of Israel brought up the ark of the Lord with shouting, with the sound of trumpet. And as the ark of the Lord came into the city, and David, Michael Saul's daughter, looked through a window saw King David leaping and dancing before the Lord. And the Bible said that she despised him in her heart, Brother Darrell. Don't worry about who's looking through the window. Brother Chava, when you come to the house of God, just worship God, because he's worthy. He's great and greatly to be praised. It don't matter who's looking through the window. And who's judging you for the way you're worshiping, conducting yourself. Because can I tell you, Sister Melinda, the only person that knows how good God's been to you is you. So this, this and I'm through. Verse 20 says, then David returned to bless his household. And Michael, the daughter of Saul, came out to meet David and said, how glorious was the king of Israel today who uncovered himself today in the eyes of the handmaids of his servant and one of the vain fellows, shamelessly uncovered himself. And I love David's response. David said unto Michael, It was before the Lord which chose me before thy father and before all his house to appoint me ruler over the people of the Lord over Israel. Therefore will I play before the Lord. And I will yet be more vile than thus and will Based in my own sight and of the maidservants which I had spoken of of them shall I be in honor. David said, can I tell you that God chose me and that's why I do what I do brother Danny. Aren't you thankful of all the people that God could have picked, of all the hearts that God knocked on You and I are standing in his house for an opportunity just to praise him. Could you lift your hands and let's worship the Lord as we close. This message has
0: been brought to you today by the media ministry of Hatchbend Apostolic Church. We pray that it's ministered to you in some way and we'd like to take this opportunity to invite you to join us in service here at Hatchbend Apostolic